0: Today on the show, we're talking about getting the phrase, bless your heart, and how to deal with moments of pity. This is Life After Sight Loss Radio, episode 64. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast helping you discover life, after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews. We talk life advice, encouragement, relationships, technology, emotional support, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Thank you so much for joining me this week. We're going to have a great time. we got a topic that a lot of people have asked me about. It's this idea of when people give you pity. Yay, pity! <laughs> so, we're going to talk about how to deal with that and what you should do. Maybe just some advice on that. And I've got a tip of the week for you about slowing down and taking your time. So, we're going to do that. We're going to have a great time on the show today. Hey, before we start, as always, just want to remind you that you can find today's show notes, which includes links, information, ways to subscribe, and stay in touch. And you can do that by going to lifeaftersightloss.com slash... 064. You can find the show notes in your favorite podcast app as well, but if you want to check out the website, just go to com slash zero six four. Now, I don't know where you're from. Maybe you're from the United States. Maybe you're from outside and who knows, England, uh, Canada, Australia, who knows where you're from. But in my part of the country here, I'm in the Midwest, we have sort of sometimes Southern culture. Now, Southern culture, maybe you've heard about it, maybe you haven't, but one of the big things in our culture is this phrase, bless your heart. Now, it can mean a lot of different things. For example, it might be trying to cover up something ugly that you say. Now, when I say something ugly, I don't mean you look ugly. That's what we say in the South when something doesn't isn't very kind. We say, well, that sounded ugly. But you might be saying, oh, he's dumb as a box of rocks, bless his heart. You know, that sort of thing. And so in the context of what we're talking about today, what we mean is kind of this pity that we get from people. You know, you might tell somebody that you're visually impaired and they give you the look like, oh, bless your heart. Your life must be awful. And it's really not awful, but they have this concept that blindness is the worst possible thing in fact a lot of times when they do surveys of people one of the top fears that people have is losing their sight going blind that that just seems like wow it's awful so today I've just got a few things to consider to remember a few pieces of advice whenever somebody gives you that look that bless your heart and when you encounter that moment of pity so the first thing is to remember that most people people are genuinely compassionate. They're genuinely trying to be compassionate and offer you sympathy and care and they're just they don't, you know, fully get it but they're genuine in their compassion to you. They're not trying to be condescending, they're not trying to say your life is awful or anything like that. I think that's what we think of when somebody gives us that look, that bless your heart, you know, whatever. It's like, "Oh, what are you trying to say about my life?" They're not really trying to say anything. They're just trying to empathize with you, with you, excuse me then your life must be difficult. Now, at times, we think, my life's wonderful. How dare you say that? But You know, our life is somewhat difficult at times. Not all the time, obviously, but sometimes it's a struggle. And so they're just trying to identify with that part of your life. They don't get it fully that your life is great. They're just trying to identify that. So the first thing to do anytime you encounter somebody who gives you that pity is to remember that most of the time, and again, this is just most of the time, not everybody, but most people are genuinely compassionate. Next up, we need to take a deep breath. Okay, let's just do that together, wherever you are. Let's do it together. Ready? Take a deep breath. Why? Because whenever we encounter somebody, especially if they're sighted and especially if they give us the pity and the bless your heart and your life is awful, we want to get very angry. We, we're we frustrated. How dare they say that about us? And we're quick to jump to a conclusion and then a barrage of things out of our mouth or nasty thoughts or whatever it might be. We just need to stop and take a deep breath because if we'll just do that, maybe count to five, whatever you need to do, that'll help you give that space to remember the first thing that might most people are just trying to be compassionate. So, if you're in a situation, whether it's pity or anything, I think a great thing to do is just stop and take a deep breath. Next up, I want to encourage you to ask questions before giving opinions. Now, what I mean by that is, again, we talked about how sometimes we jump to conclusions and we're like, hey, my life is great. Why would you think I need your pity? Why do you think my life is awful because I'm blind? Blindness is not that, you know, we just jump to these things and we start giving our opinion on blindness. And what I would encourage us to do first, if we can, if we have the time and space, is to ask questions. Ask a question of that person. Get them thinking. Get them talking and sharing and see what it's all about because you might say hey you know may I ask what you think about visual impairment may I ask what your experience has been with visual impairment may I ask um, what you think about somebody being blind you know and again you're not trying to be condescending well can I ask you what you think blind you know I'm not saying that genuinely ask a question and see what their response is because they might think well my brother was blind and gosh he he ended up doing this thing and he ended up having this bad life or whatever and that is their frame of reference now you have a frame of reference and you see oh they this bad experience with this one blind person has now taught them that all blindness is awful and who knows maybe that brother had lots of different things going on and you know you never know but if you didn't ask the question you're gonna land blast that person it's like how dare you say that but if you ask a question first get where they're coming from then you can offer up something else based on that answer. Again, you don't have to give them 20 questions or whatever, but if you can at least find out where they're coming from, that can help before you start giving out opinion. Now, maybe they'll say, well, I think blindness is awful. It's the worst thing ever. Then you would be like, okay, hold on to your hats. I got something to say. But at least you're starting off being a little more people-centric instead of just offering tons of you know frustrated opinion at them. Next up, I encourage you to educate based on the time and space you are given. Now, what I mean by that is, let's say you're somewhere at a party, okay? And you meet this person and they give you the pity, they give you the bless your heart, you know, all that sort of thing. And you've never met this person before, okay? Never met them, you're probably never gonna see him again, you know, so educate based on the time and space you're given. So maybe you're only given a minute, all right? And this person isn't gonna let you in deep into their lives. Maybe you've asked a question and then they it a brief three-word response so you know there's not a lot of time or space that's given right now so you can't give a long explanation of education you can't you know offer up the lecture that you have prepared you can simply say you know what thank you for your uh, sympathy i just want to let you know my life's great as a visually impaired person and leave it at that you know and, and that's okay now, on the other hand, let's say you're somewhere and you're meeting with somebody and you've got, you know, a little bit of rapport with this person and they're getting to know you and they want to know more about you and they give you the pity, the bless your heart, the look, whatever, and you can ask that question and if you're given the time and the space, if they're going to let you in a little bit, then you can start to educate on a deeper level. You can ask more questions. You can give more personal information because now you have the time and space to do it. So educate, always, always educate, but try to do it based on the time and space you're given. Now, some would argue and say, no, you need to tell them about everything going on. You need to tell them how blindness is great and and how dare they do that and all that sort of thing. And I get it. And I think if you can, you should do that. But if they're only going to shut you down and block you then that's their frame of reference for a visually impaired person. If you're like, "Hey, you're a piece of junk for thinking that I'm, you know, less than you, or giving me pity, or blah blah blah," then immediately they're going to be like, "Blind people suck. Why, why do I want to deal with blind people?" But if you can educate based on how much space they're giving you, it's like, "Listen, hey, I understand where you're coming from. I just want to let you know that blindness is really not all that terrible. Sure, it's hard, but I live a pretty great life." Then now they have a, you know, a frame of reference. Where where they're like, huh, well, that was interesting. Maybe the next time then I give a little more time and space to you or another blind person, they're going to remember that. Now, that doesn't mean you have to um, not educate. That just means remember how much time and space you got and go from there. And finally, going right along with that is to be kind even if you're angry and frustrated. Now I know this might be hard. This might be difficult especially if you're dealing with a lot of this, if people giving you the bless your hearts and the I can't believe your life is awful and oh it's over and blah blah. If you're getting a lot of that, it can be hard. But I encourage you to show kindness in the midst of that frustration because it's going to go a long, long way. If you can ask questions and encourage uh, conversation and, and educate based on that space, if you can do all those kinds of things, then that is not only going to educate that person about visual impairment, it's going to make a big impact on that person about somebody with visual impairment. Now, I understand that everybody's different. I understand that if you... Interact with me as a blind person. You've interacted with me as a blind person. That's it. Everybody else is different. They're going to handle things differently. But when people come up to you and they ask you these kinds of things and they say weird things like and they give you the pity and you're like, oh, I just want to punch you in the face. But if you'll show kindness to that person, that will allow you uh, probably, anyway, more space to educate. But if you come at them with anger and vitriol and, and how dare you, then they're going to cut you off immediately and you won't be able to educate. Now, I'm not saying you should fake it. Now, I'm not saying you should lie and say, you know, oh, well, that's great. I'm so glad you gave me pity. You can be honest, but you can be honest in kindness. You can be honest with kind words. You can say, you know, hey, I just want to let you know that you know, when you show me pity, that's it just makes me feel a little less than you, and, and that's not how I want to feel. So I just want to encourage you to, you know, show people compassion and sympathy without showing pity, thinking that we're less than you. And you can do that in kindness, and they may they might take it as, well, how dare you say that? They might take it as, thank you for sharing, but you can't control what they how they respond. You can only control how you respond to them. So just encourage you to be kind, even if you're feeling that frustration. So there's just a few pieces of advice when it comes to this idea of people giving you pity, of the bless your heart, or oh, your life is awful, I can't believe it. Because, look, you're going to face that the rest of your life. People are going to look at you and assume how bad your life is because you're visually impaired. Like we talked about, people have great fears, and going blind is one of the top fears people have. I mean, it seems so scary. How would they ever deal with it? And if you've been dealing with it for two months, six months, ten years, doesn't matter. You know what it's like to deal with it, and they don't. So they're only coming from a place of... Of ignorance. And I don't mean that negatively. They're not idiots. They're ignorant, meaning they just don't know. And so it's our job to educate and encourage and show the truth. And the truth is, while visual impairment is difficult, it is not a death sentence and we have a great life despite being visually impaired. So take these pieces of advice and and at the end, just remember, like I said, people, most people, and, and again, I emphasize the word most, most people are trying to be compassionate and it's our job to help steer them in the right direction. So take that opportunity and educate with kindness. The other day I was cutting up some vegetables for dinner and my son asked me, how do you know where the knife is? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, how how do you not cut yourself? You know, how, How do you know where the knife is? I'm like, well, first of all, I'm going very, very slowly when I'm cutting these vegetables. I'm not going 90 miles an hour trying to chop it up like some professional chef. I'm going slowly. I'm finding out where the knife is. I'm using my hand in a very specific manner. And that way when I cut... I'm deliberate in my cutting. I'm focused on the cutting. And what I found in my life after losing my sight, there were a lot of things I had to sort of relearn how to do. And you probably will have that as well. But I want to encourage you today as this tip of the week is that we need to slow down to take our time to focus on what we're doing. Now, that can be frustrating because we want to do it as quickly as we did before. Let's say you were a chef and you chop through vegetables, you know, 90 miles an hour, bam, 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 and you're you're know, going to town. Well, you might not be able to do that as a visually impaired person. You might. Maybe you'll get great at it and you're going 90 miles an hour again. But at least at first, I encourage you to take your time. And even if you've been doing it for a while and you're still slow, you know what? It doesn't matter. The time it takes you to do it isn't as important as doing it Itself. You know, if you have to cut up something, if you have to clean, if you have to work in the yard, if you have to, you know, sort clothes for the laundry, whatever you're doing, take time to do it. Prepare to take the time because, you know, sometimes it's a matter of safety, like cutting up vegetables. Sometimes it's a matter of not getting. Pink underwear, you know, <laughs> when you mix up the loads of laundry, it can be something that matters after the fact. Maybe it doesn't seem like a big deal, but if you'll take your time, you'll be able to have much more success. And the thing about it is, whenever you're doing something and you're just trying to get it done, sometimes you will end up having a failure, like pink underwear or a cut finger. And that's not what you want because that is only going to add to the frustration of, I can't do this. Yeah, I can't do this. But if you will take a few extra minutes, you know, just a few extra minutes, slow down, then you'll have many more successes and that will help show you, wow, I can do this. It might take me a little bit longer, but now I'm focused and I can complete the task. So the tip of the week this week, no matter how long you've been visually impaired, slow down and take your time. So we've been talking about pity and dealing with the bless your hearts and all that sort of thing. And I want to ask you this question this week. What is a moment... That you have experienced this pity What's a moment where somebody's Giving you that oh I'm so sorry about your life And how did you deal with it How did you deal with that Moment of somebody saying oh Your life is bad and I feel Bad for you and I can't believe it and all That sort of thing how did you deal with it I want to hear about it I'm sure others Want to hear about it as well so As we always say feedback is fun I want to hear from you you can do that a few different ways You can send me an email Derek D-E-R-E-K at life after lost.com you can tweet me at the Derek Daniel or you can leave me a voicemail and the number to do that is 317-721-1027 my apologies to all you international listeners that is not an international number but if you want to send me a message you can always record it like on your iPhone or something and email it to me and I can listen to it that way as well but no matter which way you decide to use I look forward to hearing all your stories about pity and how you dealt with it and I hope those come in very, very soon. And as we circle the last lap here on the podcast, just a reminder that if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you definitely need to do that. If you're new around here, make sure to subscribe. If you've been listening for a while, make sure you subscribe. It's totally free and you're going to get all the latest episodes coming in. Now, if you're a familiar listener to the show, you know it's been a few weeks since I've done an episode. And so hopefully we're back on track now. The school is back. But you know what? Make sure you subscribe regardless. That way, when any new episodes come out, you are the first one to get it. So hop on over to subscribe to the show and you can do that. Go to the show notes, com slash 064. There are buttons there under the player for Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. You can subscribe on Android and you won't miss another single episode. And speaking of the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 064, that's not only going to give you ways to subscribe, that's going to give you all the information, the links, that's going to give you ways that you can get in touch with me, all my social media links, like Facebook, Twitter, that sort of thing. And it's going to give you access to all the other stuff on my website, because there's tabs at the top for the videos, for the podcast, for all kinds of great stuff, my coaching, everything. Go check it out. Go to the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 064, and explore the website site so you can find all the great stuff on lifeaftersightlaws.com and as always remember that all the information found in today's episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only if you're in need of professional medical or legal advice please seek out a specialist in your area Thank you so much for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com and I'll see you in the next one.